turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. Matthew, chapter 4. We're going to begin at verse 12. Matthew, chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. Right, Matthew 4 and 12. Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast and the borders of Zebulon and Nephthalim. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulon, the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles. The people which sat in darkness saw great light to them which sat in the region and shadow of death light is sprung up from that time Jesus began to preach and to say repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight I want to take from verse 16 I want to minister just for a couple of minutes on this thought, a great light, a great light. You put down your Bibles, lift up your hands and your voice. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God, for your greatness. Thank you, dear God, for your power, Lord. Thank you, dear Lord, for who you are, dear Lord. For all that you've done, dear Lord, in our lives, dear Jesus. We don't take it for granted tonight, dear Lord, but we stand here, Lord, thankful, appreciative, Lord, of all that you've done, Lord, in your love and your heart towards us, dear God. Have your way in our hearts and our minds, dear Lord. We give you all of the glory and all of the honor tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. I think it's safe to say tonight that our world is full of darkness. As I speak, our world is full of darkness. Now, some will say, Brother Lawson's. It's not even past 8 o'clock yet. The sun is still out. It's not dark. Well, when the Bible talks about darkness, it's not referring to um, physical darkness. Many times, oftentimes, it is referring to people in their spiritual condition. It is referring to where people are dwelling in their hearts, and in their minds. It is dwelling, it is referring to decisions 
that people have made constantly throughout day after day that causes them to be in situations and to put themselves in situations that are not beneficial to them spiritually or beneficial to them. Or, listen, it doesn't better their chances of making it into heaven. Let's just say it like that. Um, There tonight, people's chances, because of where they are dwelling and because of the condition that they're in spiritually, tonight, their chances are very slim of making it into the kingdom of God. And you don't take pleasure in saying that, but it's the truth. That's why it is so important that we proclaim the truth of God's word. I can't be ashamed of how people may view them, but the truth is, if I have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, listen, there is no reason why I can't witness, listen, and be a good witness, be an effective witness, because the Bible says that Jesus told his disciples. Read it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Amen. After he rose from the grave, the Bible says he appeared to approximately 500. Amen. He appeared to them and he gave them instructions. Amen. He told them to go and to preach the gospel. He told them to go and to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Well, see, there it is. We're supposed to be baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You forget one thing. The Bible said the name, amen? And understand that those apostles, they knew what the name was, amen? Understand what Peter, what Paul told the, the church. He told them whatsoever you do in word or deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, I'm supposed to go down in the name of Jesus. And so you'll find out that those apostles, as he gave them instructions, amen, that they did what he said. You will find out that he told them to proclaim. He told them to preach repentance and the remission of sins. All of these things he told them as he rose from the grave. But he also told them that after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you will receive power, amen, power to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, and Judea, in the uttermost parts of the earth. The Holy Ghost is not just for me to sit around and talk about the fact that I got power, amen. Now, that's great, amen, for me to proclaim, amen, that God has given me power, amen, over the elements of this world, amen, that I can rise above all of the filth and the garbage in this life. That is great to talk about, but that's not what it's for alone, amen. That power that God has given me is to be a witness, amen, to be an effective witness, amen. Why? Because God has not given us 
the spirit of fear, amen. But the spirit that he has given us is the spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. Can I tell you something? If I got the Holy Ghost living inside of me, I shouldn't have a problem lifting up my voice loud as a trump and letting it be known that Jesus is the Almighty God. Let it be known that there is only one way to enter in into the kingdom of God. And that is I must be born of the water and I must be born of the spirit. If there's anybody, amen, that should not be intimidated on outreach, that should not be intimidated to teach a Bible study. It should be people that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, that knows their God, that, listen, knows what they are saying. is not some fable, amen, but it is the truth, amen. How many believe that God's word is true tonight, amen? How many believe that we have the truth tonight, amen, and that we are standing firm on that truth? So he gave us power to be witnesses. God didn't give me the Holy Ghost to be timid, to be afraid of what people will say. I was that way before the Holy Ghost, amen? But after God has given me the Holy Ghost, I shouldn't have no problem standing flat-footed, swearing back my shoulders, and letting it be known that Jesus is the Almighty God, amen? I don't care what kind of persecution comes my way. I don't care how I am ostracized. That's not going to cause me to back up one bit. Amen. Jesus is still God. Amen. And he's still on the throne in holiness and separation. It is still right. Amen. We still need the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Well, y'all are weird. Well, let me be weird. Amen. I'll be weird. Amen. Over here as God fills me with the Holy Ghost in my name is written down in the last book of life. Somebody got to have a made up mind. I love this tonight. I'm a, I appreciate this tonight. Somebody got to have a made up mind. There is no place that I would rather be than in the truth. And so here in the book of Matthew, the writer begins to tell us this is after Jesus has just resisted the the Satan. He has just resisted the tempter, and he is gone away for a season. The Bible says that ain't to uh, strengthen him and minister to him. And the Bible says that he left Nazareth, and he came and he dwelt in Capernaum. And all of these things was done that the scripture might be fulfilled that Isaiah spoke of. And that is how that the people which sat in darkness have saw a great light. And that how those that were in the region and that dwelled in the shadow of death, amen, light is sprung up. Can I tell you tonight what our dark world needs, amen, And God knows it is dark. God knows it is filled with violence. God knows it is filled with all manner of perversion, all manner of corruption. Amen. That world that Peter, listen, encouraged the people on the day of Pentecost to save themselves from. Amen. 
And I'm going to tell you that word is still relevant today, amen. I got to have a made-up mind that I'm not going to perish, amen, with this wicked generation, amen, but that I want to be delivered, I want to be set free. Can I tell you the generation and the culture that we are dwelling in, it is filled with darkness, it is filled with chaos, There is nothing good about it, amen. But I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, what our world need. Our world don't need another handout. Our world don't need another quick fix. Our world don't need another substance to shoot up their arms. They don't need something else to sniff. They don't need another drink, amen. But our world needs some light, amen, to shine in the darkness, amen. And can I remind us who the light is tonight? Let me just go ahead and proclaim it, that Jesus is the light of the world, amen. And I'm going to tell you something, whenever Jesus shows up, That darkness has to back up, amen. Can I tell you, I need Jesus in my home, amen. I need Jesus on the job. I need Jesus in my community. Can I tell you tonight, our world is just in a bad place. But I know a God that is able to turn things around for the good. If you believe that tonight, somebody need to go ahead and just go ahead and give him the praise and magnify him and glory. Him on a Sunday night, as I know that Jesus, amen, he's the way, he is the truth, he is the life, amen, and if there's any hope of things getting better, can I tell you, it won't happen without Jesus, I need him in my life, I need him in my heart, darkness, God knows where We were before the Lord came into our lives. Before that great light shined unto us, the prophet talked about a people that sat in darkness. That you'll find out that people don't even know that they're in darkness. They don't even know that how they're living. And how they are going about things. And how they are carrying on. Amen. Life filled with chaos and confusion and dysfunction. Amen. Is nothing more than spiritual darkness. Amen. I'm talking about people that are strung out on drugs. Amen. That are destroying their health. Amen. I'm talking about people that can't put down the cigarettes. Amen. As after each and every puff, amen, their chances of having lung cancer, amen, is even greater, amen. I'm talking about people that the doctor have told them, amen, you got to stop drinking, amen, or you're going to die. But after getting that doctor's report, they're right back to the bar for the next drink. What is wrong? I'm telling you, our world is in a spiritual condition that is not good. Amen. They are bound. They are trapped. The enemy has them bound. Amen. In their minds. But can I tell you tonight, amen, there is a God that is 
able to deliver. There is a God that is able to set free. There is a God that is able to bring us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. And I come to magnify him tonight. I come to lift up my hands. I come to lift up my voice. I'm sorry. I didn't drag my way into the house of the Lord tonight, ready to yawn my way through a service. Amen. I came with high expectation. I came to lift up. I came to glorify. I came to magnify the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and all that he has done for me. The Bible tells us that Jesus, that the Almighty God, amen, oftentimes will show up, amen, listen, in bad situations. Bad conditions, amen. He came, listen, robed himself in the flesh, amen, and came, amen, to a wicked world, amen, a mud hole, amen, that there was no good, nothing good about it. And I'm going to tell you tonight that he often comes, amen, in situations, in conditions that are pretty bad, amen. And I'm going to tell you tonight that oftentimes, People don't comprehend what the Lord is trying to do in their life and what the Lord is trying to bring them out of. As people have begun comfortable, amen, with the dysfunction, amen, and believing that this is how it's supposed to be, amen. My grandmother lived like this. My mom lived like this, amen. And so this is how I'm supposed to live because that's all they've ever seen. That's all they ever know. But can I tell you tonight that Jesus has come to pull us out. Amen. Jesus has come to set us free. Jesus has come to help me to realize that I know your grandmother did it that way. And I know your mom did it that way. Amen. And I know your dad did it that way. Amen. But I've come to save you from that generational curse. I've come to break it up. I've come to bring you out of that dysfunction. I've come to bring you out of that chaos. Somebody got to have a made up mind that I have had enough. Amen. This is it. Listen that God has come to bring me out of, and I got a made up mind. This is my day. I'm coming out with my hands lifted. I'm coming out with my voice raised. I'm coming out with a hallelujah on my lips. Amen. And a praise down in my heart. Somebody got to have a made up mind. I'm done with the fussing. I'm done with the arguing. I'm done with the nonsense. I'm going with Jesus. Amen. This is not how my life is supposed to be. God came to give me a better life. A more abundant one. Darkness. The prophet spoke of Jesus coming. He spoke of that light coming and shining unto people that found themselves in some dark situations. I'm talking about people that find themselves in situations, even sometimes that is not of their in, in of their own doing. That life has a way of handing people a bad hand. That bad things and unfortunate things happen 
to people. But despite all of that, amen, a God that sees and knows exactly where we are and it knows the pain and knows the heartache. You'll find out that David had a couple of valley experiences, amen. He had a couple of dark places in his life, amen. You'll find out that David had to deal with people trying to kill him for nothing, for no reason other than the fact that God's anointing was on him, amen. And that they felt threatened by it, amen. And that they were jealous of it, amen. He had family, amen, that rose up against him, amen. He had his advisors, amen, that turned their backs on him, amen, and rose up against him and chased him out of his kingdom, amen. And so he found himself in very low places, amen. He found himself in some dark spots, but one thing he realized, that there was a, though he was in the darkness, and, and though he was in the valley, and though he was in the valley of the shadow of death, amen, that there was a God that was able to bring him out of that valley. There was a God that was able to bring him through. Can I tell you, the great revelation that we have to have, amen, is that though, he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, amen, he said, I will feel no evil, for thou art with me. What I need to recognize, I might be walking through a valley, amen, but that's not my residence, amen. As long as I keep putting one foot in front of the other, I keep on walking, there's going to come a day where I'm going to come out of the valley, honey, and there's going to be some light, amen, that is shine unto me. Can I tell you somebody, keep on walking, keep on praying, keep on fasting, remain in the house of the Lord, keep your hands lifted up, keep a praise on your lip, and I want you to know, weeping it may do for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Can somebody see the joy coming? Can you see it turning around for your good? It turns around for my good when the Almighty God gets involved in my situation, in my life. And that's what God wants. He wants to get involved. Too many times, God is trying to get involved in our lives, and we are keeping him at bay. God only comes to help. He only comes to make things better. He only comes, listen, he only comes to bring me out of the nonsense that I have settled for. We are so, listen, we are so quick to settle for stuff that we don't have to settle for. You hear what I'm saying? We settle for some of the craziest stuff, amen? We, well, you know, I love them, so, you know, I'm going to stick it out with them. But my God, 
Let the almighty God, amen, not the one that is talking about love, amen, the one that is love, amen, that nobody can love you the way that God can. Let God come, amen, and we're keeping him at bay. No, I'm not too sure. I got to think about it. Let me sleep on it. What you're sleeping on, huh? God's trying to bring you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I don't know about anybody else, but it makes sense to me. I'm in darkness, and God is coming to bring me out of the darkness and turn my life around for the good. There ain't nothing to think about. Sign me up, Lord. Show me where the altar is. Show me where the baptismal tank is. I want my name written down in the Lamb's book of life. There ain't nothing to think about it. I know that's a better exchange, amen. You're going to give me joy for sorrow. Sign me up, Lord. What a great exchange. We want to hold on to our sorrow. I'm holding on to sorrow. God is saying, give it to me. I got something better. I got joy for you. I got joy for you. Give me that confusion. And I got a peace of mind for you. And we want to hold so tight. I'm not sure. And I, you know, I'm not so sure about this God thing and living for God. I'm going to tell you, living for God is a whole lot better. And God has a whole lot more to offer me than what the world is offering you. All the world offers. Now listen, let me, let me break it down. Now the world sells us false hopes. The world sells us false dreams. It's nothing more than an illusion that the devil has caused people to fall for. It's an illusion. The devil causes us to believe. Nothing, listen, he didn't do nothing different today than what he did with Lot. Amen? He caused Lot to look at Sodom and begin to think that that was a better place for him. Until he got down there. Amen? And the Bible says that old Lot, that when he got down to Sodom, yes, the Bible called him righteous. But the Bible says his righteous soul was vexed day and night with what he heard. I don't even need to. And what he saw, what was going on down in Sodom in Gomorrah. And I'm going to tell you something. Some people say, well, You know, it's not a big deal. You know, some people think that some things are not a big deal. I can handle it. I'm all right. I I can handle it. And I got news for you. You may be able to handle it. But who says your children can handle it, huh? Who says that devil ain't going to, you may can overcome that devil. And you may got a little bit more power, amen, against that devil. But who says your children is going to have the same outcome as we see what happened with Lot, amen. Lot came out of it, amen. But his wife backslid, amen. It wasn't that long before she was out, amen, and she turned around, backslid, turned into a pillow of salt. Then his daughters, the horrible things 
that they fell to because of being down there in Sodom and Gomorrah. Can I tell you, friend, God brought me out of the darkness. I ain't trying to go back to the darkness, honey. I want to stay where the light is, amen. I want to realize there ain't nothing good out there but in the church. There ain't nothing but good things, amen. Even when it's bad in the church, and it gets a little rough sometimes, it's better to be in the church than to be out there. I'll take any bad day in the church than any bad day in the world because in the world there is nothing but sorrow. There is no hope. But in the church there's always hope of things getting better. There's always an expectation of things turning around for our good because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Not because of me, but because of the one that is the head of the church. He is the head of it. He holds it together. He keeps it from falling apart. As long as he's the head prophesying, you'll find out that when Jesus came, that he began to turn things that were upside down, right side up. There were things that had went undone. Amen. Do you recognize that when the Bible talks about how that he, he was, he, um, it talks about Jesus and how that he, the, he was a root that came out of the dry ground. Do you know that what that was referring to? The, the fact that when he came, amen, that the spiritual condition was so bad, amen, that there was nothing, amen, that was there, amen. It was, they was dry spiritually, amen. They were dead, amen. And he came into that situation, amen, and began to bring some light into the world, amen. People that were blinded, amen, that their knees were not met, amen, that it was left undone. Nobody tended to them, amen. But when Jesus showed up, amen, into that dry spiritual condition, amen, he began to speak life. Can I tell you something? You might be in a dry place. You might be in a rough place in life, amen. It may be in a while since you felt the presence of the Almighty God, but I want you to know that there is still hope as long as there is breath in your body, as long as you're still in your right mind, as long as you can come into the house of the Lord and lift up your hands and lift up your voice and call upon the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, I want you to know there's always hope of things turning around. There's always hope of light shining in and brightening up your world. Dark place. He started his ministry. And people was bound, stricken by the devil. That you had religious leaders, amen, that should have been tending to the need of the people, but they weren't. And you'll find out that Jeremiah had already, the Lord had already spoke against the leaders of Israel. He spoke of how that the people were scattered, amen, and none of them went searching for them. He spoke about how that the leaders, they fed themselves, amen. But they didn't attend to his people, amen. And you'll find out that in Ezekiel, he began to talk about the day that there would be one shepherd, amen.
and that that one shepherd would be over the household of Israel. Amen. And that good shepherd that Jesus referred to himself being, that's who Ezekiel was talking about. Amen. That good shepherd that came and seeked after the loss. Amen. That people that were lost and nobody was concerned, but the good shepherd, amen, using the, 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 uh, um, using the example of how a shepherd would go and look and leave the 99 and look for the one lost sheep, amen, and that he would take that sheep when he found him and put him over his shoulder, amen, and bring him back into the flock, amen, and that there would be a great rejoicing, amen, because of that one sheep that was found. Can I tell you tonight, I don't know about anybody else, but I stand here tonight knowing that I was that lost sheep, amen, and I'm thankful the day that God made up in his mind that he was going to come after me and that he would not allow me to remain lost but that he was going to come after me and that he was going to bring me back into the sheepfold. Can I tell you, that's the greatest day of my life, amen. When God pulled me out of the confusion, he pulled me out of the darkness and God filled me with the power of the Holy Ghost and my life has never never been the same about and I tell you tonight I don't regret it I'm not listen I'm not here with my head hanging down oh I gotta live for God I ain't gotta live for God I choose to live for God because I know where I was I was in darkness I was lost I was confused but there was a God that brought me out of that darkness and shine light Great light. Said a great light has those that sat in darkness. They have saw a great light. They have saw a great light. You know, you'll find out that the Bible tells us why people love darkness. There are those that love darkness. There are those that darkness is their friend. Darkness is their friend. Scripture says because their deeds are evil. Deeds are evil. You'll find out that when Jesus came, everybody was not welcoming to that bright light. Amen. Everybody didn't didn't receive it with open arms. Because you'll find out that that the Bible talks about how that light, it reproves, amen. It shines in the darkness, amen. It reveals, amen. You'll find out that people don't like to do things when there is light out, amen. They wait for the darkness to go down so that they can creep around and sneak around and not be seen. And and it's just what Jesus says. It's because their deeds are evil, amen. Can I tell you tonight that I want to have a made-up mind, that I want to welcome Jesus into my life, amen. Can I tell you, there's no part of my life that Jesus is not welcome to, amen. 
Lord, you can come to my home. I ain't got nothing hid. I ain't got nothing stashed in the cabinet. I ain't got nothing under the mattress. Lord, you, Lord, you are welcome to sit in my vehicle. You are welcome to listen to what I'm listening to, Lord. I ain't hiding nothing. I ain't trying to get nothing by. Why? Because I'm an open book. Amen. Come on in, Lord. I ain't hiding nothing here. And the truth be told, if I am, it's going to be exposed anyhow. Amen. There's going to come a day where it's going to be exposed anyhow. But can I tell you tonight, I don't want to go back to the darkness. Amen. God pulled me out of the darkness. I want to stay out. So that light, that light. Let's get John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. And let's read what John writes. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Bible doesn't say the word was a God. It says the word was God. So that word that was in the beginning, amen, was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, so in him was life, and that life was the light of men. In the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This is John the Baptist. Verse 7. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. So John came, listen, to bear witness of the light. You'll remember that John was preaching, amen, and he was preaching in such a way that they thought that he was the light. But John said, hold on, hold on, pump your brakes. I'm not him. He said, he that cometh out to me, listen, I baptize you unto water, unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, amen. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He said, I ain't even worthy to unloose that dude's shoelaces. He's that great, amen. So he just came to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Verse 8. He was not. That light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So John was not that light. He was simply sent to bear witness of the light. Verse 9. That was the true light, amen, which shot with lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Verse 10. He was in the world. Listen now. And the world was made by him. Now hold up now. Hold on. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Almighty God. But here, the Bible is telling us that this light, amen, that was in the world, amen, 
And the world was made by him. Who's the light again? Jesus. So it kind of shuts down that Trinitarian thought, amen, that there are three gods, amen. Bible tells us very clearly, amen, that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And so if, the, if it tells us here that he was in the world, what does that mean? That the almighty God came, amen, in flesh, amen, and dwelt in the world. And the world, listen to this, and the world knew him not. They didn't even know who they was talking to. The very one that came to save them that they supposedly were looking for, that the prophets wrote and made them aware of that was coming. When he came, they didn't even know him. He was standing in front of them. They saw him with their own two eyes, God in the flesh, and they didn't even know him. Verse 11, which shows us that it is possible to be in the vicinity of Jesus and you not even know it. You can miss Jesus, amen, because you're expecting something else, amen. You're expecting it to be some kind of other kind of way, amen, that the world has painted it out to be. See, because our world has painted church to be something that it's not, amen. They've made it to be about stained glasses, amen, and big buildings, amen. That's church, amen, to the fact that when people come, amen, into a real encounter with the Almighty God, they miss it because they're looking for something else that has never, it was never meant to be that way. They make church about so many other things. And you're going to miss what did, what did Jacob say? After he woke up from that dream, he said, surely God was in this place. And I didn't even know it. You can miss him. I don't want to miss him. He came, listen, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. So he came unto the Jews, and they rejected him. His own people, those people, that nation, that that flesh, amen, was born through, amen, They missed him. They rejected him. They received him not. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to him, to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So he's the one that gives us the power. Amen. I don't become a son of God on my own. Amen. He gives me power, amen. He gives me power when I believe on his name, amen. And I take that name in baptism. He gives me the power to become a son of God. Verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. This is similar to what Jesus told Nicodemus. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. He's talking about a spiritual birth here. Verse 14. In the word, that word that was in the beginning, y'all, that word that was God, in the word, listen, was made flesh. He was made like you and I. 
He took on human flesh. And he came to pay our debt. He came to purchase us with his blood. To purchase our salvation with his blood. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Verse 15. Let's just keep going. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. Listen. Listen to all of these one God scriptures. Now listen. Jesus came after John. He was born after John. But John said he was before me. What is he saying? He's saying, this guy you're looking at, the one I'm telling you about, he is the almighty God. He is, he wasn't created, amen. He has always existed. He is eternal, amen. There is no, there is no, you cannot track his beginning and there is no ending, amen. He is the eternal God. John is telling us who he is. Verse 16. And of his fullness have all we received in grace for grace. Verse 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Verse 19. And this is the record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? So they are questioning John. Who are you? They think that John is the light. Verse 20, and he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Verse 21, and they asked him, what then art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Art thou that prophet? You know that prophet he's talking about, amen? Still talking about Jesus. Bible says that Moses told the people, amen, that God will raise up a prophet likened unto me and that you are to listen to him and hear him. And so he's saying, no, I ain't that prophet. We still talking about Jesus here. Nope, that ain't me. And he answered, no. Verse 22. Then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? Verse 23. See what he says. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet Isaiah. Verse 24. 
And they which were sent were of the Pharisees, verse 25. And they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not the Christ, nor Elias, neither? Oh, there we go. See, y'all went fast enough. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water. But there standeth one among you whom ye know not. Verse 27. He it is who cometh after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latched I am not worthy to unloose. Verse 28. These things were done in Beth Bethabar, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Verse 29. I know we got to. Then, listen, the next day John saved Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God which take away the sin of the world. And so that light, which is Jesus Christ, he's that great light, amen? And it's amazing that even to, the, to this day that people still don't comprehend him and what he's come to do, amen? He's come to bring us out, amen? He's come to bring us out of darkness, amen? Listen, he didn't only come to bring us out of darkness, he came to keep us out of darkness, amen? Can I tell you tonight, Jesus brought me out, and I want to say out, amen? I want to hold on to my testimony, amen? I'm not going to allow the devil to rob me of my testimony. I got a testimony tonight, amen? That testimony is that I was lost, and now I was found, amen? And that I've come, listen, I've come to sing the praises, amen, of him that brought me out of darkness, amen, into his marvelous light. That's why I can't stop praising, amen. I got to keep a praise on my lips, amen. I got to keep my hands lifted, amen. I don't get tired of church. Anybody get tired of church? Anybody get tired of talking about the Lord? I don't get tired of talking about the Lord, amen. He's done too many great things in my life. I know the devil wants me to be quiet, but I got a made-up mind. I'm going to obey what the Scripture says, amen. And the Scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom the Lord have redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. I come to let it be known, Jesus has done a great work in my life. Let us stand. He's the light. I know we read a lot of scriptures, but they were good. He's that light. You didn't know that many one God scriptures was in that chapter, did you? He's the light, amen. He's the almighty God. The one true living God. And I come to rejoice in him come to be glad. Our world is in a real bad spot, real bad place. It's not getting any better. You hear on these talk radios, you know, everybody, everybody has an opinion on how to make things better. And the truth is is that they're just talking out of their nose because it ain't going to get no better. It sure ain't going to get no better. Through humanity, amen. Humanity has only caused things to become worse and worse and worse. But I'm going to tell you something. 
even in the midst of darkness. And our world is dark. Even in the midst of chaos, I can still have peace. I can still have joy. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Everybody can't go home at night and lay their head down on their pillow and have good rest. I believe that that promise belongs to God's people that are trusting in the Lord and that believe in the Lord and that are doing their best to strive to learn of him. Bible says he calls, you know what he calls them? He calls them his beloved. The scripture says that he gives his beloved rest. He causes us to be able to lay down, amen, and not worry. That doesn't mean we got don't have problems. It doesn't mean that we don't have things that we're facing on a daily basis. That just means we can put it in the hands of the almighty God. And he can keep us from worrying. He can keep us from losing our minds about it. He can cause us to have good rest. I'm thankful for that tonight. I appreciate it tonight. The greatest day of my life is when this great light shined unto me. The greatest day of my life is when he found me in that hole, amen. He found me in that pit. He found me thrown by the wayside. Amen. Nobody cared. Nobody cared to attend to my need. Nobody was concerned. Amen. And in the midst of that, as I sat in darkness, have you ever found yourself sitting and just wondering, how do I get out of this? How did I, matter first things first, how did I get myself here? How did this happen? And it's in that moment you realize that you're in a mess. And that it don't look, it don't look too bright. It don't look like things are going to work out for you good. But you find out as you begin to call on the name of the Lord. That God comes to your aid. God comes to your assistance. And God have no direction of where they're going. And, and people are in darkness and they're causing all kinds of hurt and harm to themselves. People are shooting up and they don't, they don't even know that they're just causing more hurt and more harm to themselves. People are getting hooked up with all of the wrong people and relationships and just messing, making a wreck of their lives. It's going to come to a point. Things are going to look so bad, so bleak. That's our world. That's the spiritual condition of many people tonight. That is hopeless. You know why people take their lives? Because it gets that dark for them. And it gets, and they become so hopeless. I'm talking about people that you would have never thought of. That you are, that they're well off, and you thought that they got everything that they could possibly need, but money don't deliver you from darkness. People, do you know that people have people around them because they're that miserable? 
and they keep people around them or they go to places so they don't have to think about how miserable their life really is. And when those people are gone, they're wrapped back to that same place. I should be one of the most thankful people tonight. We should be the the thankful people that are so thankful that we don't have to depend on those kind of things. And that God has helped us understand that his word is where it really is. There are days that things get a little dark, amen? And it seems real bad, amen? But I've come to find out that when I open up the word of God, there is some sunshine, amen? There is some light that shines in that helps me to understand it's not over. I'm still here with you. I still got your back. I still have you covered. That's why I got to stay on my knees. That's why I got to stay in the Word. Because if I don't, it's really going to get dark. It's going to get ugly. But as long as I stay connected to Jesus, as long as I keep my hands lifted, things are going to get bright. It's going to be a brighter day, amen. And I'm thankful to know him tonight and what he has done in my life. Why y'all talk about Jesus? It's all about him. I can't get up here and talk about nothing else, amen. I'm sorry, I ain't got, I ain't got no, no, I ain't got no financial plan or no get rich plan or 10 steps. That ain't going to help me know how. But I can't tell you about Jesus. I can tell you about his glory tell you about his power, tell you about what has taken place in my life. And I'm glad about it tonight. I'm glad about it. Let us come around the altar just for a couple of minutes. Let's come with our hands lifted. This great God, amen, this wonderful light, amen. You'll find out that the Bible tells us that the God of this world has darkened and blinded the minds of people. Lest the glorious light of the gospel would shine unto them. It's the devil's job to keep people blinded. It's the devil's job to keep people in darkness. But I want you to know tonight, Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to bring us out of the darkness with a message that would transform our lives for the good. And that would turn it around. And it'll be to his glory. Come on, let's call on him just for a couple of minutes tonight. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for revelation. Who you are, Jesus. You are the word. You are the word that was made flesh. You are the one true living God. You are the light of the world, Lord. And we love you tonight, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us out. Thank you, Lord, for opening up our eyes to the knowledge of your truth, O oh God, in this great salvation, Lord. Thank you for the day you came knocking at my door, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for that person, O oh Lord, O oh God, that you sent to me, Lord. Oh God, I love you, Jesus. We worship you tonight. We praise you tonight. We bless you tonight. Come on, somebody. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands just for a couple of minutes. We love you, Jesus. We exalt you. We glorify you.